0: Right on. Yes, we are alive. What's up, guys? I am James Hake. Get ready for a show. I think. One, two, three, four. Oh. So what's up, guys? I am James Hake. This is the Hake Report. It is Tuesday, April seventh, twenty twenty. Get ready, cause Good Friday is coming, and Good Friday is the day that Jesus died, right, for our sins on the cross. I mean, in remembrance of that day, right? So that's cool. Easter is coming up. Can you believe it? Easter week, and all kinds of holidays are being so-called canceled. Due to the, or at least, you know, imposed upon due to the coronavirus thing. But you keep on hearing, at least in the news, Christian churches bucking the thing and a place in Louisiana, Life Tabernacle Church, um, just holding services anyways. Supposedly, the individual families are distancing from other families and people, non family members. (laughs) I don't know. But um, here at Bond Church with Jesse Lee Peterson, we are. Um, we're holding online-only services because, you know, we're L.A. L.A. might as well be safe rather than sorry and listen to what the president's advice is. The president advised no groups of 10 or more people until April 30th, all right? So that's a nice idea. It's no big deal. Hot Computer Smell says, hey, wave your hands. Thank you, man. I mean, thank you, Hot Computer Smell. I f- when I first... Made Hot Computer Smell a mod on Facebook. I mean, on YouTube. I didn't know it was a a girl. (laughs) But she's cool because she thinks like a man. Logical. That's cool. I'm going to have a guest for you, I believe. And it's going to be cool. Chadwick Moore. And I will introduce you to him once I know that we're set. But in the meantime, I want to talk a little bit about some of the headlines going on. You know, I figured that crime would be rising. You know, the liberal media likes to exploit people, and actually the media in general kind of exploits people and scares them, fear mongers and all that stuff, and makes people panic and get scared and all that stuff. Dollar Tree cashier battered. This is a drudge headline. Dollar Tree cashier battered during social distancing beef. And you just figure that this stuff is going to happen. Somebody got killed. An old lady got killed. For not so-called social distancing enough from a crazy person in a hospital. You go to hospitals to get sick and die. I hate to say it, but oftentimes that's the case. So, um, Hot Computer Smell says there's no stream on YouTube. Let me see. No, there is. According to this, there is Hot Computer Smell. I think I'm, maybe I'm just being suppressed. They they're they're on to me. <laughs> I see 102 people on. How computer smelled, but but thank you for the heads up. I needed some hake. Yeah, so thank you guys for joining. I am streaming on uh on uh, the Hake Report YouTube. I'm on dlive.tv slash the Hake Report, Facebook.com slash the Hake Report. Periscope.tv slash the report and other places too. Mixer, Twitch, and of course um audio streams. Uh talk stream live. Great outlet. Online only. And um and other places, jlptalk.com. I think I have my guest. Nice. So what's up, guys? Get ready. My guest with me today is journalist Chadwick Moore. Regular contributor on Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram on Face News, Fox News. Fox News. I said Face News. He is a weekly columnist on The Spectator. And a city's editor at The Spectator. The Spectator.us. I, no, I think it's called Spectator.us. Hold on. Yeah, Spectator.us. And he's a former editor-at-large at Out and The Advocate. I think those are... Um, LGBT uh, magazines and contributing writer to Playboy, New York Times, and New York Post. His website, chadwickmore.com, C-H-A-D-W-I-C-K-M-O-O-R-E.com, on Twitter, at chadwick underscore more. Chadwick, thanks for joining me. What an honor. Nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you, too. Thanks for uh, having me on. So, you were on... Tucker Carlson regularly and Laura Ingram Ingram regularly. How long has that been going?
1: Uh I guess it's a little over three years now. Okay, since I started doing them regularly. Yeah,
0: you know I've noticed that Fox News has become more and more kind of like mainstream conservatives, and we're going to talk about this more and more. You are openly homosexual. Is that correct?
1: I am openly homosexual.
0: Yes, and it seems like Fox News. And just this, the so-called mainstream conservatism in general has become more and more open to the LGBT, um, the women, the blacks, um, political correctness in general. Like they've gone more and more towards that. Um, have you n- noticed that with Fox News and stuff like that?
1: Uh, well, I don't know if there's ever been a, an issue with women or racial minorities in in mainstream conservatism but certainly the 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 lgbt um embrace is new i would say um it's uh, i don't know if, i don't know how it's always been at fox you know foxes is, is based in new york city so you're gonna have and lots of gays running around the office anyway you know right. i don't know how long it's been that way um certainly uh you know i i know plenty of of gay people who work at fox behind the scenes and, and what have you um so, but, but I think that there is a, 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 a uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's, I think maybe you see a lot of the, you know, because the Trump Trump's the president that that simply just doesn't care. Right. You know, I don't think he has that broad embrace specifically of, of, of homosexuals or LGBT. He just kind of doesn't care. Right. He cares about jobs and the economy. Um, you know, he, he also has that sort of urban bias. He's obviously been around gay people his entire life. Obviously. Melania isn't being dressed by a uh, straight man or women, you know, so, um, but, uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> but, uh, so, um, uh, but I think you're seeing, um, you know, that, that sort of a uh, evangelical religious right, moral authority uh, of the nineties kind of went away. Um, but now you're seeing it, it, it resurfaced a new way, but you're also seeing a kind of, um, unquestioning, uh, embrace of, of homosexuality and the gay agenda, a lot in mainstream conservatism Yeah, uh, that um, I also think is sort of strange and off-putting. Uh, you, you The whole, um, one thing that even like, you know, conservative gays, if you want to use that term, um, uh, these sort of gay people who are on the, the Trump movement or, or in, in conservative politics, uh, they never question the born this way narrative, which is a left-wing talking point that right. came out of the, the 1980s. Uh, you know, gay people in the '70s, gay people in the Stonewall era, would never have said you're born gay the way that you're born with blue eyes or or dark skin or what have you. Um, that's interesting, and and I think that has a lot of social implications.
0: Yeah. Are you a conservative or a libertarian or what? Where do you fall on the political side that, realm?
1: That's a thank you. Thank you for asking that question. It's something I've actually been sort of wanting to talk about. Is um, I don't use the word conservative to describe myself anymore. I once did. Okay. And I think a lot of that has to do, and that doesn't mean, you know, my values are very right wing. Uh, they're very, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a, a sort of personal liberty um, kind of person. You know, my, my ancestry is uh, very much Appalachian, Borderlander, tribal culture, which is just leave me alone. You know, uh, it's sort of localism. Uh, I don't want the government telling me what to do. I don't want my neighbors telling me what to do. I believe in people handling their business themselves, uh, but, uh, you know, and I'm a Christian and, uh, but the reason why I don't really like to use the word conservative is because I, I see it increasingly, uh, and a lot of this has to do with a lot of gay people who, who call themselves conservatives or, or on the right. Um, I increasingly see it as kind of an insult to true family values, social conservatism, which Uh, You know, the way I live my life, I'm not one of those people. I might be a Christian, but, you know, I'm not, you know, straight married kids, blah, blah, blah. Uh, You know, I I live in New York City. Um, But I I see it as I see those people as very important. And I see them extremely important to shifting the Overton window over into the right. I see um, the celebration of the family, the veneration of the housewife, the celebration of of, uh, raising kids, going to church, being active in your church. Um, uh, as really important, and I and I kind of I get this feeling lately, and this is just me personally, that when I start saying I'm a conservative, it's a little bit of a, a kick in the teeth to that. And I don't really want to, um, you know, I, I I want those people to have a bigger voice and be more elevated. They still are very sidelined in, in, in our society, and yet they are um, the 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 way they live their lives and and their uh, beliefs are um, what Western culture was built on, and, and we need more of it. And, um, and I don't want to taint that with, with me trying to edge into that, if that makes
0: any sense to you. It does. It makes a lot of sense. I consider that to be a nice, respectful nod to those people, to the, um, the conservative Christians who are not for the, the acceptance of LGBT rights or whatever. Uh, right and uh, yeah, yeah. And
1: I don't. I don't want them to be accepting. You know, I I, I don't want them to uh, uh, have me locked up or or wish me dead, and and they don't. You right. know, you won't find anyone in this country really who feels that way. Um, and yet, you get a lot of uh, gay people who call themselves conservatives to lash out at Christians who say, "Yeah, I'm not on board with the LGBT thing. I don't like gay marriage personally. I don't like gay marriage. Um, I don't. I never was for it." Uh, but um, so th- that's another thing. Is is I, I do. Lately, try to distance myself from those people because I I like it when people say that they really don't agree with anything LGBT. I'm like, you shouldn't. It's right. weird, you know. And and I and I want to be a weirdo. I've always been a weirdo. I don't want mainstream embrace. I certainly don't want uh, telling any churchgoers or Christians they have to accept me and they have to you know try to understand X Y or Z.
0: You mentioned the Overton window, and for people who are listening, some people know what that is, and. The best way I can describe it is the win the the range of of statements that or opinions that are allowed in so called polite society or whatever that's acceptable beyond political correctness because you can be not politically correct and still within the Overton window, but I wish that and part of this you mentioned the Overton window and we us wanting um Christians like. Hardcore Christians and conservatives, traditional conservatives, to push the Overton window right. I wish that we could just open up the Overton window to where everything is fine to believe and say. And you don't get um, branded as a Nazi for it. Or or even if you're branded as a Nazi, you're still accepted as an American for it, right? (laughs) Right. And that's right, yeah. that's partly what what I was talking about with Fox News, where they have been they've um, sort of given in to this pushing of the Overton window away from traditional conservative Christian values. Where I didn't mean that they that conservatives ever had an issue with minorities, blacks, and Hispanics, and women, or even necessarily gays and um, others. I just meant that this voicing disagreement with there's like a kissing up to women and a kissing up to um, gays and a kissing up to blacks that takes place on all of the mainstream media and I've seen it even on Fox News which I I still like and respect Uh, there's a lot of people at Fox News that I really um, respect but I just feel that What's acceptable to say, even on Fox News, has changed so much since the 90s, since even the 2000s, um, up to today. And so that's what I meant by that, where um, you say something about women that is more towards the traditional men should be in charge type of thing. That would not be accepted, seemingly, on Fox News. You talk about homosexuality is wrong or something like that, or... Um, you make a, a, a stereotypical statement about such-and-such such person, you should be allowed to make those stereotypical statements, then people know what you believe, because a lot of people believe those stereotypical statements, and then you can talk openly about them. But that's just not allowed on um, on the mainstream. I guess because of advertisers and and the people that control advertisers or whatever, I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah well, maybe I mean, I don't really I don't I don't work for Fox and can't really speak. I mean, i'm I do Tucker show and Lauras show and, and yeah. I really, I don't watch a lot of the other shows um, but uh I, I I think I've heard people say that I, and maybe that is just because I mean Fox is a huge multinational corporation, so yeah. maybe it actually the reason why you have that is is this Overton window issue that like I mean Fox just by the nature of it being a corporation is bound to these certain rules that. Uh, I guess all of them are, maybe it's advertising, I'm not sure, but, um, but yeah, there's certainly things that, that you wouldn't be allowed to say on Fox if you said it as a guest or contributor, you would never be welcome back. And they were, then it's probably things that, um, that people on the, on the internet say constantly, and it's actually not a big deal, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's just the two different, um, uh, rules, uh, uh governing the, the systems, I suppose.
0: You know, I, and I'm not even really trying to pick on Fox or anything like that, um, mm-hmm. You, brought, you, made, you wrote this article back in November 2019 when um, TPUSA, a mainstream conservative outlet, started by Charlie Kirk when he was, what, 18? Back in 2012 or something like that. Um, and they've become very big, influential. They make, put out very good memes and good messaging, as you've point, you pointed out in your article on The Spectator. Um, and you talked to your the art, the title of the article for those who are viewer who want to find it. Nick Fuentes fills Milo's gap, and the subheader is "Turning Point USA is under assault from the right." And so this is more than just Fox News. It's just this cultural push to. Um, it's like we're bowing to the far left by allowing. Normal Christians, <clears throat> normal Christians, traditional people, and conservatives to become like alienating figures. Supposedly, you mentioned Gavin McInnes, and you referenced some of his like Proud Boys values of venerating the housewife in Western uh, values and being proud of not apologizing for the West. And you mentioned, well, I don't know if you mentioned, but in the article you mentioned Milo Yiannopoulos, who's um homosexual, but he's like for he's he was explaining what the alt-right is about without uh back in 2016, 2015, without um just demonizing all of them. And now those guys are even even those guys are persona non grata in the mainstream. They've been called Nazis and and cozying up with haters and stuff like that when most people are haters. And so, I just, I appreciate that article, by the way. Um, You wish that, well, you mentioned, you wish that mainstream conservatives didn't kiss up to, like, every black conservative who may not even know what conservatism is about or every gay, non-liberal, ex-democrat who may not know what conservatism is about weren't so coddled and kissed up to by the conservatives it's like we it's like conservatives listen to the accusations of racism and sexism and homophobiaism um from the left we listen to those people from the left and then we cater to them cater to their right. stuff as though they're as though their accusations have really any validity they're they're the ones kissing well i don't know we've become just like them i say we but i mean conservatives have become just like the left in that they're both kissing up to these people and not showing them like real love and respect. Right,
1: and that, that's um, uh, uh, yeah. There's a, there's uh, conservatives are constantly on the defense, and and so many of them, especially these kind of mainstream conservatives, uh, they they have a tendency to believe the worst things about their own side.
2: Yeah.
0: You
1: know. So if the left says that we're doing this, X, Y, and Z, then like, oh God, are we really doing that? Oh no. Whereas I think when you are more in the trenches and you actually know a lot of these people who are uh, consistently lied about and smeared and you know what they're about. You mentioned the Proud Boys, so like the Proud Boys, for example. Um, you realize that, that none of it's true and you realize that so many of these people actually deserve uh, defending, they deserve explaining. And um, with, with the whole, the Charlie Kirk and, and uh, the gripper thing, um, it's, and also with the Overton window, we were saying, you know, it's like, you're, we're dealing with the side, the left are masters at, um, at pushing that dialogue and the Overton window, uh, which you, you identified correctly. It's a sort of, um, the, the, the bubble of acceptable dis- public discourse, you know, and those things, and it's been increasingly shifting to the left for decades. Yeah. And the left is, is are masters at doing this by, um, they'll put out a really outrageous idea, Right. So, uh, off the top of my head, for example, um, uh, I believe it was after the Parkland shooting, um, uh, was it uh, the former Supreme Justice uh, Stephen Breyer, I think it was, wrote an op-ed in the New York Times saying, it's time to repeal the Second Amendment. Oh. That is a radical, radical idea, right? Yeah. So, of course, that's not going to happen, but this is the strategy. It's put out the huge, crazy idea yep. and then shock everyone. And that way, Uh, When the little tiny things you want to accomplish don't seem so absurd, you know? So, well, well, we're not going to actually repeal the second amendment, but we're going to take our, take away your AR 15s or we're going to do this. So we see that so much, especially with, uh, especially with the gay stuff right now, the transgender children, like, Oh my God. uh, The drag queen story time. And, and they win, they're winning on this. And then you have, uh, the the what's supposed to be the people pushing back against this the sort of mainline conservatives who don't and I think a part of that is um, and, and instead they embrace it uh, I, you know like I said TPUSA I don't follow I know what they're about I don't, right. they, don't they don't interest me to be honest because I don't really find them entertaining or effective but I think that they're good people and I think they do good work I I, I wouldn't sit and watch a one of their speeches because you know I I was be intellectually stimulated or aroused <laughs> but, but I understand their point. Um, but, you know, one of the things, like I said in that article where you saw their rise, is, is 2016, we had a lot of this, uh, you had people like uh, Gavin McInnes, Milo Yiannopoulos, Alex Jones, Laura Loomer, who were these warriors, who did fight back, who were extremely effective, they were, they're street brawlers, and they were uh, extremely entertaining, they're cultural figures of which conservatives uh, tend to not produce very many of, you know, the left dominates culture. So um, and that's the reason why those people were all banned, when people with far more radical and extreme ideas uh, are not banned from social media because these people were actually effective. So what happened when these people were left was um, there was this massive vacuum to fill. And a lot of things that the Milo's and the Gavin's out there were doing is they were actually steering young men away from more ethnocentric views. They're steering them towards Christianity, uh, against sort of being obsessed with race. Young men that were maybe feeling disaffected and, and, and wanted to lash out, they would follow these guys and and they had and they would steer them away from that. Well, when you got rid of those people, there's this huge vacuum to fill because a lot of those people look at the the sort of mainstream conservatives and, and were bored by them. They sort of see them as ineffective and yeah. and not very interesting. And then you have more fringe figures that have sort of uh, leapt in and, and assumed that position. And you know, another thing too with 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 um 2016 was uh was I mean, that was the social justice, identity politics apex, and it seemed like a very real and present danger to our society. I mean, these th- that was when it was really put on display. Yeah. So you had these brawlers punching back. Um, and, and also you had people like Milo, who used identity politics, uh, his own identity politics, like I'm a gay Jewish immigrant married to a black guy, whatever. Um to mock them, to ridicule them, to show them the ridiculousness of identity politics. Now you've got a lot of people on the right who didn't understand that was a joke and they're still kind of running with it. But I think that identity politics is kind of over, you yeah. know, I, it's, and I think that, that I, don't, I don't think it's always going to exist. The left, the media, they they are going to keep talking about it because they have nothing else to talk about. I mean, you know, uh, but but thoughtful people, conservatives were They're not interested in that anymore. And if anything. Uh, This the coronavirus might be the nail in the coffin because who the hell is going to care about your pronouns after all of this?
0: Yeah,
1: come out of this, the economy we got you know maybe 30 million unemployed. Who knows? Um, So and and the 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 people on the right who still are kind of saying well like well I'm gay and I I'm this I'm a conservative. um, It's just not really interesting anymore. I don't think that they understand how that how that um, what the point of that was four years
0: ago. You know. That's one thing I'm I'm grateful to the alt right for even though I don't some of them do seem uh too too into the race thing or too into bashing Jews or too into whatever, you know, um maybe sometimes they get into believing things that there's not total proof for and um but one thing I appreciate about them is that they have pushed, they've been like the opposite extreme of pushing the Overton window, making it okay to talk about the Jews and talk about um, um, race and stuff like that. Where even if they are, even if some of them may go too far or whatever, and some of them do, they, um, they are broaching the topic. And making it okay to discuss these things again. And we have, it's kind of bringing back. And Trump really, I credit Trump with all of this. Like he's, he has the spirit of the freedom of speech where it doesn't matter who you are, he's gonna criticize you if you're attacking him, if you're his enemy in that moment. And then once you're not his enemy anymore, he'll be gracious with you. (laughs) mm -hmm. And, um, so he doesn't give the s j w s any play, and so that is very refreshing he loves right. he seems to love everybody he loves and i think I really think that he loves everybody, and so he's um maybe even more than the alt right he is kind of helping, but they're but I credit them because they are pushing those extreme things, and it is having an effect because by them bringing it up, it's forcing, it's allowing people to talk about it, it's giving people an opportunity to talk about it, because it's, if it's not allowed to be discussed, then it's, then you're just kind of taking, you're treating people like children where they can't even say something that they have to get off their chest, you know? And then you can't even deal with it in the right way, then they just keep on getting more and more extreme. And in my opinion, groups like the ADL have increased this so called anti Semitism. I say so called I know that there's real hatred of Jews and I don't call that anti Semitism. They're just they're increasing the resentment against um Jews by calling everything anti Semitic and just like trying to take away they're they've become defamatory when they're supposed to be anti defamatory. And so right. well, I've, that,
1: that's that's their business. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. no Jew hatred in the world. They don't have jobs. They need to keep it up. Right. The ADL, for example. The Jew, I mean, I, well, how are you using alt right? Because that word, I don't even know. When really I say, what it, I know, but when, I,
0: know, say alt- like, when yes, I say, when I say alt right, I mean the, um, the, the ethno national, white ethno nationalists, the ones, the, the Jew critics, the Jew blamers, um, the white identity politic types and those who are not white, but they side with those guys because there's a lot of other races that are siding with these people.
1: Well, yeah. W- one thing that's interesting too is, um, I mean, I don't, I, I truly don't understand the obsession with Jews a- anywhere. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like both in the, the, uh, like extreme support of Israel and the extreme hatred of the Jews. Um, I kind of get, I mean, I don't, I honestly don't think there's very much racism or homophobia at all in this country, but I think there is a lot of hatred towards Jews. I think a lot of it is in the black community. I think that, you know, for various like grievances and, and what have you, I mean, those are the, those are the only hate crimes you actually, real hate crimes you actually see are blacks beating up Jews, especially here in New York. Mm-hmm. But the, I, and I, you know, I, I'm a big supporter of Israel. I like Israel a lot, but one thing that's interesting with this new class of, 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 um, of I guess white identitarian, and I don't know if Nick, I don't think Nick Fuentes and the Groypers and them are really, white identitarian. I I don't know. But um, the uh, it it seems that um, one thing with my generation, I think you and I are probably about the same age, was that, um, you know, Islam was a big thing. And Islam was a big thing in uh, in uh, the 2016 election. You know, we grew up with 9-11. I mean, that was a defining moment of our our upbringing. And um, it's interesting that now these kids don't talk about Islam. And that was also another reason for being a big supporter of Israel, because it's You know, Islam because supporting Israel would be uh, the the rational Islamic phobic thing to do, and I I use that word sincerely in that the fear of political Islam, the fear of uh, the the very real fear fear of political Islam. So um, that was always a defining thing about this sort of conservative support for um, for Israel, I guess, for Jewish causes, um, and also recognizing the difference between this sort of progressive academic Jewish culture and those that were devout religious people, because um, there's a huge difference between those two groups. Yeah. Um, but the kids today in this younger sort of grouper thing, they never talk about Islam, which is so strange to me. And and instead, they're just obsessed with like the Jews, you know, and the Jewish question. And that never really gets brought up. And I, I wonder if it's just because they 9 just seems so distant to them.
0: Partly that. I mean, I do under. I think I do understand it quite well. Because they see so many disproportionate Jewish people in power, so many of the Jewish people are liberals. They vote liberal. They think liberal. They're pushing these, um, you know, these these social changes, kind of an anti-Christian social change, like pro-LGBT stuff to kids and all that stuff. And so I understand it, but it, it, it they I agree with um, my boss Jesse Lee Peterson, who says that. Call them, call out evil, but also don't hate. And um, they're becoming very resentful. And you can understand it because more, you know, every generation of whites is more and more blamed, even in their, even in their education. Like, when I was, when I was growing up, I learned about slavery, but I learned that there were, um there were decent slave masters and and harsh slave masters and now they it, it seems like there were there's it's just the whites were pure evil <laughs> and right. and yeah. they've they've they're teaching this Howard Zinn I guess communist sort of revisionist history where America was founded on on slavery and genocide <laughs> and stuff like that and so right. that they, and they're seeing you know the, the importation of muslims they're they're saying that the jews are are behind that and stuff like that so i understand all that and you know i either they're partly right it isn't only the jews but it's a lot of jews but the the thing is like they we need we need to return to the spirit of the freedom of speech where we where the, we blow the overton window wide open and then Because if you think about it, like they say, there's this saying, liberalism is a mental illness. And some people think that the alt-right, many of them, are mentally ill too. Many of them are autistic because they just can't stand a lack of logic. Because there's a lot of emotional arguments against the alt-right and, you know, saying that it's so horrific that you hate people or whatever. But just because you hate people doesn't mean you want a genocide of them or whatever. And so, like, everybody has, everybody. most people have hatred, and there's this false um, self-righteousness over, oh, at least I'm not into the race thing, you know, where some people are just going to be into the race thing, and then you deal with it, and you say, that's not logical, or, or, it is, or this part is right, but that part's wrong. But you just allow people to be what they be think how they think they they really can't help how they believe they've they've been brought up in this insane world and they're reacting to it in some cases overreacting to it. So I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but there's a lot you know. I, may, well, maybe it has more to do with I mean, if blaming I, I understand you know especially young young white males um, the amount of resentment and I you know I wouldn't it. I, I don't put any, you know, you talk about like the Jews are behind something. I don't know. Are they acting? What do they have, like meetings or acting as like a cartel? Or is it just I
0: think they Jewish just happen people? to be liberal.
1: <laughs> I just think they happen to be liberal. Well, I also happen to think that, that you know, Jewish people tend to be very intelligent. They tend to be very successful. Yeah. Uh, so and, and uh, they tend to be great capitalists. So those are all things that I respect in people. It just so happens that that uh, they also tend to be in this country, not in places like Israel, but in this country, they tend to be largely progressives and liberals. Yeah. So I, I understand people sitting by, and they look at that, and they can they can uh, put, put, look at something, and, and a group of people they're perceiving as as having it all, and and blaming them for their problems, and and directing that resentment um, when really you know look if, if young white men still could go to the factory and have a middle class lifestyle, and uh, you know earn a good wage with good benefits, and have a house and and three kids and two cars. Um, would we be talking about this? That's what Trump I, I, is about. That's, that's what Trump's about too. Yeah. And that's the issue that matters to me the most too, is, is trade and getting the manufacturing jobs back. Here. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, if, if people were living those lives, it wouldn't be like that. I, I was thinking the other day, I, 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 and I wrote something about this coming out is, um, the, uh, did you watch that, that show, uh, Tiger King on Netflix? I, I
0: ha- I've only seen oh, a preview. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: it's, it's good. But one of the things that that I won't ruin it for you, but, you know, he's this um, like gay, like flamboyant gay man in this small town in Oklahoma who runs the zoo. And, um, you know, obviously, all it, everyone around him is very conservative, deeply red, but he's celebrated because he's just a member of the community. He's he's he might be a gay weirdo, but he's their gay weirdo. And I was thinking how that is so um, when it comes to uh, like local like localization, like especially in red state America and small towns, um, if, if, there, if you're a part of the community, if you've proven yourself to be a good person, if you contribute, it doesn't matter if you're gay or Jewish or black or Muslim, whatever, you tend to just, everyone tends to get along because it's it's right. it's that, you know? It's when you have these massive scales, these, these national, nationwide scales, these globalistic scales of identity movements and groups and people, that's when people get really freaked out and that's when people start lashing out, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, Americans are by and large very good, decent Loving, caring people, and uh, and you see that on the small scale. It's when these big systems come in that um, I mean everything starts going to hell.
0: Well, I mean a minor correction because people are going to try to be decent with each other, especially when times are kind of comfortable. But when you get into like the nitty gritty of families, relationships, friendships, there people today have become. Um, angry. And I don't know if it's worse than it was before, but where you're not, if once there's a disagreement that comes up between friends, there is this suspicion and, um, ditching of friends, especially, I mean, the the liberals tend to not be able to be friends with conservatives. I think conservatives are much more, uh, open to having friends who disagree with them. And I don't know if that's just because they don't have any friends, so they need them. (laughs) I don't know. But um, I think that there is an underlying human weakness issue where we are, most of us are, um, it's not just an economics thing where, where, oh, if everybody was working, that does help. And, and Trump can help with that part. And Trump can actually help too because he is an open, loving, tell-the-honest-truth-but-still-be-gracious person that he sets a really good example and he's inspiring to a lot of men. And that part is good. But we have to bring back um, like real love as opposed to this. Um, there's a false love that's being pushed right now. And it seems like it's across the board, politically, where people don't actually really have grace for one another, real respect for one another, can hardly be really honest with one another. So that to me is a is an issue. Um,
1: Well, I wonder if that uh, I wonder if what we're going through now, if that if there's going to be a bit of a reset on that. You know, I wonder if there will be. if this is a crisis we need. I, I, that's what I'm writing about right now, is sort of all the kind of lovely good things that, socially, that yeah. can come out of, of what we're going through right now, you know?
0: You know what, I want to jump over to this you wrote an article in January, speaking of your writing, in The, spec, in the Spectator, um, what if Harvey Weinstein did nothing wrong? And you, the subline is, there's something far more evil than being a sex creep of his ilk, the culture that brought him down. And this has been a story that has bothered me, basically the whole Me Too movement. I never was on board, I really like Sean Hannity, I respect him, but I was never on board with him saying, oh look, it's the Democrat men that are preying on the women, because I wasn't really convinced that Harvey Weinstein was anything more than just, yeah, I guess he was perverted, but what about these women? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Well, I I mean, uh, uh, yeah, at first, when when all this stuff was blowing up, a lot of conservatives were like, tee-hee-hee, ha-ha, look at these liberals devouring themselves, you know? And then, um, you know, look at these Democrat men, these male feminists are all sex creeps. We all knew it all along. Um, And then we started, like, seeing what was really happening and thinking about it. Harvey Weinstein, I am kind of obsessed with this, and, and increasingly more so since he's been sentenced to 23 years. Wow. For what? And you look at his charges, of course, all the headlines are convicted of rape.
0: Right. OK, so
1: that what is that? That image conjures up, you know, uh, violent sexual assault. That's not really what he was convicted of. It was like third degree statutory something, something. Why are there degrees of rape? I don't know. But <laughs> it's like and, and you, when you actually read exactly what the what he was convicted on and, and keep in mind, this is only this was two women. So there's been 100 women that have accused him. Right. of. You know, sexual whatever. Um, so this was two women. Uh, and and both the charges, when you read them, I mean, it literally in the law in New York States is something it's 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 like um, basically the victim didn't consent, but didn't say no and felt the victim felt she could was unable to consent because of the perpetrator's physical prowess. So <laughs> this is written in the law that afterwards she felt she couldn't say no because he was fat or what have you <laughs> or could overpower her, you know? I mean, everyone thinks that Harvey Weinstein is a creep. And, uh, you know, obviously he's a big, powerful Democrat donor. But what is more terrifying, and, and he was convicted on he said, she said from 10 years ago, there's right. no evidence, zero evidence. What is, what is terrifying and, why, and I've become even more interested in this case is because that's the culture that's coming for all men. Yeah, and the whole Me Too thing has made men so terrified to um yeah to, to be nice to a woman, to compliment a coworker's outfit, to flirt, to to try to date. I mean, straight guys, I don't know how you guys do it. Like honestly, because the world that that has created and you've been living in for so long, my heart goes out to you. I mean, it must be terrifying. And and now it's been legally weaponized, and yeah. the Harvey Weinstein is just the biggest, and it's coming for everyone. If it if it, if People don't start speaking up. That's one of those cases, too, that the sort of mainline conservatives wouldn't touch. They wouldn't defend him. They wouldn't actually analyze what was going on. Yeah. Because they're either too scared or they were too stupid.
0: Right. You know? Yeah. Very true. You know, we've, it seems like in the culture, too, we've lowered our moral standard. And that's a low, sta- that's a horrible standard of justice. <laughs> right. Uh, so much that divorce is okay, sex before marriage is okay. Teaching this LGBTQIA stuff to kids is okay. You saw Nickelodeon tweeting out Transgender Day, Cartoon Network Ooh. doing it. Sesame Street putting out that 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 black guy who wore wears this big dress and it's like so bizarre looking. Public libraries, what you mentioned with the drag queen story hour. ABC's Good Morning America with that eleven year old Desmond is amazing guy doing this, oh. basically kid doing this looking like a a strip type of dance without the stripping totally part but it's so sexualized and that's treated as a positive thing and that's in the mainstream and you know that's what the alt-right blames on on Jews by the way but (laughs) whatever that everybody's participating in it we don't have to participate in it but anyways they they've raised and the other side of it is they've raised the age of what a child is and how um how late you should be having kids and yeah. and basically 20 somethings are still kids and yeah. i just feel that this is um it's hurting men it's hurting women it's hurting children and it's all over a false pretense of like a um an emotional i call it a female minded sort of liberal version of love and it's not real love so i don't know <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, you're right about that. And it's, it's it's a female minded culture. It's a matriarchy we live in. And it's the female, it is that female, it's that female brand of love that is sometimes wonderful when it's your mother nurturing you and other times is evil and uh, can be very easily corrupted and, um, and, and irrational. And, um, you know, even with the gate with the kids, and I'll just say this quickly. I mean, even like for your, your, your audience who might not understand, you know, I came from a generation of, uh, the, that the gay, it you know, the, the sort of gay start to the, the gay rights movement, which is called Stonewall. There's a yeah. riots that happened at the Stonewall Inn, you know. Um, and I know people who were there, who were arrested that night. And the the sort of mentality back then was very liber, libertarian minded, very, just leave me alone. The, there were Democrats, the Republicans, whatever. Um, the number one thing is this whole gay rights push happened. And all these big, mul- these multi-billion dollar NGOs and, and nonprofits came about. The number one thing was always leave children out of it. We're, gonna, we're not going to have children involved in it. Because one of the biggest um, stereotypes about gay men was that they're all pedophiles. So that was the number one thing. It was like kids like, like kids are never to be involved in this. Why would they be? And then now we're seeing the thing that we were told it would never, ever, ever happen. And that's getting kids involved. And it's right. so sick and so weird. You know,
0: you know, that's actually I was thinking of that with this like Jeffrey Epstein thing. And there's a lot of, you know, what people call conspiracy theorists, where there's a lot of like child sex trafficking and all that stuff going on. That's one of my problems with that is that why do we need to lower our moral standard to say now only child sex stuff is you know, um, child molestation, that's the only thing that's immoral anymore. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and, so, yeah. <laughs> and so, and pretty, you know, there's people that are pushing for, you know, oh, the, this is just a state of mind. And in a sense, it is a, it is a messed up state of mind. And people who've fallen that far, I imagine they can't help it either. But we need to, we need, we need rules to contain people. <laughs> and right. once you have uh, if you have rules to contain people then people have like a more of a mental block so they won't let themselves take those steps you know maybe more <laughs> I don't yeah. know but it's pretty messed up you know I've kept you over 45 minutes which was what our slot was I don't know if you have more time to hang on and possibly take calls sure yeah yeah why not okay if you, if you guys want to call in 888 773 888 775 3773 I want to ask you a couple of like more like personal questions. Well, mm. first though, are you as big a fan of President Trump as I am? I'm a huge fan of President Trump.
1: <laughs> I I adore him. I absolutely adore him. I worry about what's going to happen in 2024 or maybe 2028, whenever he decides to leave office <laughs> and what comes next. Um I mean then I get disappointed on things like, you know, trade. I want more done the wall. But, you yeah. know, I understand what he's up against. I still think his what, what you had mentioned earlier, his I mean, just one of his greatest weapons is that is or one of his greatest uh, accomplishments is just how he treats the media, how he's blown the lid off of that and also yeah. how he is this role model for young men who, who need that. He is the the alpha in chief, you know, with the hot wife and makes a lot of money and he's confident <laughs> and he just drags everyone. Um, I, I, totally adore him. And I, and that was, it wasn't until late 2016 that I, that I really began understanding him and I'm like, Oh,
2: before
1: nice. I, I liked him, I thought he was funny, but you know, cause I was like, I, I voted for Obama twice, you know? And I, and, and then Trump was, I mean, I think for an entire generation of people, Trump really opened their eyes to what was going on. And, um, because, and he will always be one of the greatest presidents ever, I believe because of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that his his spirit, which is like a winning spirit, is that's bigger than the wall or anything else that he could accomplish policy-wise or whatever cuz they're just going to try to undo everything that he that he did. And who knows right. what happens? Like people were my parents and, you know, the peop- the conservatives before us were so enthralled with Ronald Reagan and I thought he was good too. I don't know. And maybe he made. I know that he made some mistakes, but um, but look at what happened since then. Like we've fallen so far. Supposedly he brought a lot of morality back to the office. Ronald Reagan did back in the '80s, but now it's so <laughs> it's so crazy that um, that I don't. I, Ronald Reagan would be rolling over in his grave if he saw what supposed conservatives are, are accepting now. I don't know. Um, Yeah. yeah. By the way, you voted for Obama twice. Before I get to calls, when at what point did you become um, more on the conservative side, or were you still and you just voted for Obama?
1: No, you know it's very. um, I can I can actually when things started to crack for me, when the when the veneer because, excuse me, um, you know like I'm a gay guy. I live in New York City. My entire world is liberalism. So especially when you're gay, it's like you and you mentioned, I mean, I lost 100% of my friends. I lost everyone when I came out as a Trump supporter. Lost my job. And um, so uh, when, but you're just kind of in that world. And But formerly, you know, I've been been a journalist for a while but I didn't cover politics. I was investigative and and features. So I wasn't super plugged into the real nitty gritty of politics and you just kind of vote for the Democrats, you know? That's just what you do. Right. And it was I could say, I don't know if I'm Tell me if I'm just rambling too long, but um, when 2013, I went to Russia to write a story about um, something that was happening there that was big in the news. And I was there on the ground. I was only one of two Western journalists in Russia covering this topic. And I was watching all of these journalists that I revered at places like the New Yorker and the New York Times, these people, these hollowed institutions I respected. This was 2013. Um, And I'm seeing them all get it wrong. And I'm seeing them just flat out lying. And I'm like, "I'm, I'm actually here. They aren't. That was when when you start to and then that's when I'm like wait a minute like <laughs> how could they be so wrong about this and then you start being like well what else are they wrong about you know and I'm I'm in my twenties then so that was my first kind of seeing that the, how much the media lies you know yeah and then but you still just kind of sleepwalk along with it and you still just you know, vote the Democrat and you got your friends you got your whole world which is liberal and um, 2015 2016 Trump coming along and just seeing all of the lies and just taking those wedge issues like um, Black Lives Matter and taking um, the, the the gender wage gap and all those things that you just kind of accepted as truth right. because you're just blindly listening to it and actually looking into it and you're like, whoa, 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 none of this is true. You know, um, the left is so effective at keeping that the, just the, the just basic counter arguments out of, of the public eye for people who aren't super plugged into politics. Yeah. So it was around then, you know, and then Pulse Nightclub happened. I was really devastated by that. I, I was there reporting on it, and and I saw the media blaming guns and homophobia, and I'm like, it's Islam.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: it's pretty simple. Um, and, um, and, you know, with conservatives, I never really – with the right, I never hated them. I grew up in – you know, I'm from Tennessee. I've known right-wing people and conservatives my entire life from a very working-class community. Um, but it's like I didn't – I really only – I realized that the things that I believed in, I was just standing on the wrong side all the time. I would have arguments, political arguments with people all the time, and it would be fine. And then as soon as 2016 happened, it was suddenly like, whoa, are you a Nazi? (laughs) You know, and it's like, I'm saying the same things. Um, So that's sort of what, it's like you didn't really understand what the other side was about, and you're just going along with the flow. I mean, I really, the only, I I become much more galvanized on certain things, but The only thing I've completely changed my mind on is abortion and um, global warming.
0: Okay. You know,
1: those are, the, thing, those are the, the big liberal things I bought, and now that I've, I've completely flipped on those two issues, you know?
0: Nice. You know, I have a ton of super chats. Some of them I may not get to, guys, but um, a couple of super chats and then some calls. And then we have about seven minutes left, okay, um, cool. Chadwick Moore. That's racist gave a diamond on DLive and said, everyone hates everyone. That's the truth. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, uh, Lin Yen Chin gave a super chat on YouTube. Said guest is emotional, dramatic. He like mama, no robo. <laughs> <laughs> Any comment on those?
1: Emotional and dramatic. Great. I'm a homosexual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> True. All right. Let me get to Richie out of Boston, Massachusetts. Richie, you're on the line with Chad Mc- Chadwick Moore. Welcome.
3: How you doing, James? What hey, Chadwick, good to see you. How you doing, brother?
1: Hey, I'm good. How are you?
3: Uh, hanging in there, you know, crazy times. But real quick, I mean, I, as everybody knows, I like to ramble myself, so I'm just going to try to keep myself calm. Um, it's There's so many uh, complications as far as the conservative movement and, you know, homosexuality, just to be straight to the point. It's like my brother is homosexual, and I find it to be kind of fortunate in a sense that as a conservative, I have conversations with them about this stuff, and I try, I explain to them, like, Paul, our side doesn't hate homosexuality. It's just, it, go, it goes against what we believe in, in a sense, and, but, you know, the Muslims, you know, in a sense would throw you off of a building, and I tell them, like, we don't want to throw anybody off a building. This is more of a conversation thing, and the liberals' whole goal is to erase that conversation. Yeah. In a sense to to where, if you automatically bring up what our side believes in, you are anti-homosexual. And that's just not the case. And then they throw all of the other garbage at us, and you know, it's to the point where they just want to shut this conversation down. Chadwick, I think you have a lot of courage, and, you know, I I give you a little ovation for that. You know, it, it's just they just don't want us to even have this conversation. They don't want me to call into the show. Chadwick, you talking to Hate this is their biggest fear. It's right. for us to just have this conversation, and you know, I know we are short for time, so I'll just go. Hey, I'll call you back
0: later, brother Chadwick. Good talking to you. Thank you, Richie. Thank you, man. Any response to that, Chadwick? Uh,
1: yeah, I think he, I think he, he's right. He kind of nailed it, and just having the conversation, uh, which I think you and I are both big fans of. You know, <laughs> you know,
0: I actually, I actually think it's really a mixture of both. I think both sides kind of hate the gaze. I think that. Um, the people who are embracing it and supporting um, wrong in people are actually showing, like what you said, that, that emotional mama just like what you agreed with, basically, was what I mean. Um, just embracing everything about the kid, even though it's, even if it's wrong. That's, what I, that's how I see the left as in this embrace of gays, is they're the ones who hate the gays, and then they're the, the people on the right don't know the right way to show love. And so they kind of effectively hate them too. So that's that's how I see it.
1: Well, and it's women ruining it too, because drag queen story time is like 100% Mother's- like white liberal 30 something mom. It's yeah. like ex, ex women used to hang out in gay bars whose right. gay friends don't want to come around them anymore because they have kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I know.
1: I'm like gay men did not think this up. You know what I mean? Like yep. This is a woman thing
0: for sure. <laughs> Let me get to Paramedic out of Florida. Paramedic, good to hear from you, man. What's up?
2: Hey, how are y'all? Actually, it was remarkable. Uh, Richie from Boston kind of just sold my point even more. Uh, I think Chadwick uh, is helping normalize uh, homosexuality on the right. I'm coming from the opposite end of him, and I don't disagree that we shouldn't talk. Mm -hmm. But in the same sense, this is how it all started from the beginning and the demoralization of America.
0: So you're saying him being openly homosexual and he is normalizing homosexuality.
2: I think that instead of doing what Jesse encourages and what I believe in as well, is that they shouldn't be open about it and they should try to overcome it Yeah. Instead of, instead of going out talking about how great everything is.
0: What do you say to that, Chadwick? Did you well, follow?
1: I, I, uh, yeah, I did follow. Uh, I, uh, well, thanks for that. And um, I've never, I don't think I've ever once talked about how great it is to be gay. Uh, and I don't... I, when you said that I'm normalizing it, well, I'm the first one as I said earlier in the show um, that... Uh, uh, that's exactly not what I believe. I think there's a lot of people on, on the on the conservative right, these gay people who are trying to normalize it. I said, I want less of it uh, in the same respect. I am, you know, I want to, I want to go back to the world, a world where it's, you know, maybe not even the 1950s, but you know, 650 BC Sparta, where it, it's not, it's not like a thing. It's not a movement thing. Um, it is more of a, just leaving people alone to do as they will. You know, the, where I draw the line is, is, authoritarianism and saying you you know i'm gonna throw you in jail or i'm going to make a law that you can't do this uh in which case i would you know uh but i don't like the community i don't like that every tv show has a gay storyline now i hate all that stuff i want to go back to when you know someone like me was weird and wasn't celebrated i think that and you know that's just just more fun times but um Yeah, so I don't know. I hope I'm not trying to normalize it. A lot of people have me on shows because they want to talk about the gay thing. But, um, you know, it's not like the thing that I write about the most or anything like that. At least not anymore.
0: Thank you, paramedic. Um, Yeah, as a Christian, do you think that it's wrong?
1: Yeah, but I think everything's wrong.
0: I mean, you know. Do you think that you can can get past it? Overcome it?
1: I think some people can. I think that the... um, I think the longer you've been that way, I think male brains, especially sexuality, are just totally wired completely differently. You know, but don't so I think
0: that, don't people eventually like quit being sexual?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess if you wanted to look, if, if I think if you want it hard enough to to become, uh, I mean, you're always going to have those feelings. But to become asexual or, or abstinent or whatever, or marry a woman, then yeah, go for it. Well, I support you just,
0: that. You just mentioned the longer your life goes but like um eventually people will stop i think old folks are supposed to stop <laughs> having sex <laughs> i think yeah well <laughs> anyway people just
1: hire prostitutes but
0: let me get to i have like 30 seconds let me get to Dylan out of los angeles california i have so many calls and so let's just try to get get all this stuff in chadwick i appreciate you coming on by the way before yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. thanks for me
0: uh, before i get to Dylon Plug your website, Twitter, whatever you want to push.
1: Um, yeah, it's just Chadwick, Chadwickmore.com. It's, that's, uh, you know, I keep some appearances there, some clips. Uh, find me at spectator.us. I'm a columnist there, a weekly columnist. Twitter's at Chadwick underscore more.
0: On. you're on the air. Go for it.
1: Um I really felt
3: what you wrote, Chadwick, in that article where you said Rob Smith should have responded to the guy asking about, uh, about gay people at the Gruyper War event, where he should have said, you know, honey, your girlfriend hair would look terrible without me uh, in the movement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rob Smith is the also, black gay guy with TPSA. I also,
3: I also really felt what you wrote about how all the people who got Trump elected have basically been banned from what you called the mainstream Internet. Uh, and that's really, unfortunately, really true. So yeah. what do you think should be done about the issue of deplatforming? Because I don't think it's going away. And um, do you think anything can be done about it?
1: That's a great question. It's um, Thanks, Dylan th- That is actually my biggest problem with, with President Trump is that he hasn't really stood up for these people. You know, he had um, that social media summit at the White House where he didn't invite a single person who'd been banned. He didn't invite a single one of these people who did get him elected, helped to get him elected, you know? Um, with, so here's what I think is the best approach that I think kind of makes a lot of the sides happy. The people who say like, oh, my, my private business are idiots because they don't understand how how interconnected all this is and how vastly powerful these these companies are. Should they regulate like the like a public utility? Probably not. Um, there is, first of all, you've got Laura Loomer, whose lawsuit, $1.5 billion lawsuit against Facebook, just now, the, the the Court of Appeals in Washington, D.C., um, Facebook's trying to get it thrown out. They just said, no, no, this is going to go forward. We want to look at this. That's, That's really encouraging. awesome, encouraging news. There's another thing, which I think is probably the smartest approach, is uh, there's a guy in Florida, a state, um, a state representative, a Republican named Joe, Joe Grubers, who um, uh, I wrote about this in The Washington Times maybe about a year ago. He is trying to pass a law in Florida that basically says, if you... Uh, If you censor any resident of Florida for constitutionally protected speech uh, or ban them, then we're going to charge you $75,000 each time. So if you take that state-by-state approach, which is actually, I mean, that's how gay marriage happened. That's how the left won gay marriage. There was no political moment for gay marriage. No one wanted it. It took activists, state legislatures in Massachusetts Mm -hmm. to just go ahead, ahead of the voters and do it. Well, that created a political moment. And then other states started following suit until it got to a point where there was no choice but to take it to the Supreme Court. So this is never gonna to go to the Supreme Court. There's never gonna be a law that, that's passed about censorship or whatever. I don't think Trump will, will touch it. Um, but if you have conservative state legislators that start passing their own laws and then other states begin following suit, well, then you've got something that the, 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 the Supreme Court and the nation actually has to look at and address. I think that's the best approach to it. Um, because everything else just seems so uh, unpalatable, you know? Right. All the other alternatives.
0: Thank you, Dylon. Azmador with a diamond on DLive, Super Chat, says, yeah, but I think everything wrong is wrong. Referring to, like, your response to, is homosexuality wrong? He says, that is a cop-out. What no, it's that? not a
1: cop-out. Well, thank you for calling me out. No, I'm talking about sin. Uh, I meant to say, I mean, look, we're all sinners. Uh, so the, the, um, the sins, according to the Bible, it's tough. The sins of the flesh are less deadly than, the sin, than pride and wrath, right? The two deadliest sins. So when the Bible doesn't talk about homosexuality a lot, um, I just got a book that's supposed to be good about the subject of Christianity and homosexuality. I'm, I'm going to read through it. Uh, actually, a theologian friend, a Catholic woman who's a scholar, um, said that, you know, I talked to her about some of these things and she, um, you know, she's not even that concerned with it it's, it's, I think it's a private thing. And I think that a lot of, um, uh, it's between you and God, you know? Um, and, uh, I certainly don't want to go to a church where my pastor tells me that everything is right with me. And I, you know, I'm right. perfect the way I am. You know what I mean? One of the, like some left-wing church that I, right. I I'm not into people who try to try to, um, I want to learn about the Bible and I don't want to try to, uh, Pervert it to make me feel better about
0: myself. Let me get to Skip real fast and then I have to end the show. I'm over, over time. Skip out of Augusta, Georgia. Go for it, Skip.
3: Hey, Hank. Hey, appreciate you. Yeah. Looking here, you were de- you were dead on point when you were talking earlier about how, when, and I kind of paraphrased, but we, we accept homosexuality as a norm. Where do we draw the line at? It's, it's, it's not the norm. Next thing you know, Pedophilia be accepted, bestiality be accepted. Draw the line right where right and wrong starts and ends at. Homosexuality is not right, and it's not it's not accepted in the Bible. It's not accepted by most people. Why should we accept that to begin with? Why, I mean, why, why should we?
0: I appreciate that, Skip. Any any response? I agree.
1: I, I completely agree. You know, and and that's the difference between something being accepted and as normal, then pushed upon being normal. And we're already seeing it. Now they have gone to pedophilia and they have gone to kids. Yeah. As soon as gay marriage happened, that was that was phase two. The one thing that we were told that would never happen. Um, I don't want it to be illegal. I don't want to be persecuted by my government. Um, if my neighbors come after me, I want to be able to fight back. <laughs> but um, and, and I want to be able to own guns to defend myself. But uh, I I don't want it to be normal. I don't want it to be the mainstream, you know?
0: Skip, thank you. Um, what do you think about the notion, somebody brought up the notion that people should go into the closet where then they can overcome and ha- and bring back shame into into I, sin or whatever, or wrong. I absolutely
1: whatever. support that. Nothing makes me more, I don't, it makes me so angry, these le- these left-wing states that are making conversion therapy illegal, yeah. uh, which I don't know how that's constitutional. Um, I absolutely support it. I agree with that. I want more people in the closet, you know? And I'm going to live my life how I want to, and I, and I respect people who like to do that. I think it's, I think it's a, um, uh, they might end up, you know, much happier because yeah. gay people don't tend to live very happy lives.
0: Yeah, that's true. Chadwick, it's nice talking with you. I appreciate you <laughs> coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. Take care. It's ChadwickMoore.com, and he's a writer for The Spectator, Spectator.us. Appreciate Great. it, man. Take care, Chadwick. Cool. We'll talk again guys uh polly j gave a diamond thank you man pyrus 777 with a diamond pyrus 77 with another diamond blazing hog says talking about another listener marcus jones ain't good at nothing but he works hard at (laughs) i'm not sure what that means marcus jones but appreciate it because you were talking crap about me earlier saying i'm 40 years old living with a male roommate whatever man lin Yan chin says i and your inner child need giant robots So we need white majority in Western civilization. Giant robot lives matter. I don't know what that means, man, but I appreciate you, Lin Yen Chin. Sometimes he says deep stuff, I think. Let me open up the treasure chest, guys. What a mess. I completely blanked on that. Thank you, Joel. Right on. So, um... Make sure you tune in to thehakereport.com. It is excellent. jlptalk.com for Jesse Lee Peterson's stuff. Support Jesse's Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jesse Lee Peterson. There are other outlets if you don't like Patreon. So look into that. It's in the description of Jesse's YouTube videos. Shout out to Chadwick Moore. That was fun to have him on. And thank you guys for the uh, comments. Take care, guys. Oh, uh, And the treasure chest is opening right now, basically. <laughs> Bye.